0: It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this.
1: Adidas. Hey, this is Sarah Nurse, and you're listening to Tobin Tonight.
0: Sarah Nurse, Sarah, I'm so glad you were able to come on the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Born and raised in Hamilton, Ontario. Uh, I'm guessing you were going for the the tie cats.
1: <laughs> <laughs> tie <Thai> cats <laughs> <laughs> all the way, Oski Wee.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So, tell me a little bit about being born and raised there in uh, Hamilton.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was it was awesome. Obviously, you know, Hamilton, the hammer, it's kind of that hard working steel city. And, you know, I have very deep ties here. Both my grandparents actually worked in the steel industry here. So this is a city that I was born and raised and definitely proud to be from.
0: Tell us how you kind of got your interest in hockey, because I I know we're going to expand on a little bit, uh, you know, because when you got younger boys growing up, of course, they idolized guys like Gretzky, Lemieux, Connor McDavid, even to this day. Who were some of the people that inspired you to get into hockey?
1: Yeah, I think for me, I don't think there was somebody that I actually looked to and kind of was the reason that I got into hockey. For me, it was more skating. I loved to skate. And so once they put me on the ice, I kind of took off and never came back it was just the natural progression. It was kind of either hockey or figure skating. And I think my parents looked at the figure skating bills and were like, ah, probably not. Let's try hockey. And so that's how I kind of got into hockey.
0: Okay. Okay. And of course there's the story about, I believe if, and again, I'm no good at math. I will put Mm -hmm. that right out there first and foremost, but I believe (laughs) you would be like seven years old or so at the 2002 Olympics watching that. And the story is that you created your own like gold medals, your own flag, And that's when you kind of said, I'm going to be a gold medalist someday for Team Canada.
1: Yeah, um, I remember 2002 pretty vividly. Um, I don't think that I actually asked to watch the game. I think, you know, I had already started playing hockey at that point, And I think my parents were like, oh, look, they're girl hockey players, too. And I actually made like medals at a ribbon and paper. And after that moment watching them win gold, I guess I went around telling people like when I play for Team Canada one day. And obviously my family was like, well, maybe like we're going to see if you're going to play on Team Canada one day. But I guess yeah. I was pretty adamant that I was playing on that team one day. And so that was definitely a pretty pivotal moment in my hockey career.
0: Yeah, I'm sure when you go back to these people that when you when they're like, yeah, she wasn't going to make it or if they, you talk to them, you're like, yeah,
1: yeah, we're my yeah, two? Exactly. two now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's pretty fun, actually, because we get to have a lot of fun with that.
0: <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, I, I really I, I watched 2002 Olympics. I remember the whole my biggest moment with 2002 is, you know, the Korea between the legs kind of to Lemieux, But even the women's game was really ramped up because of Haley Wickenizer kind of comes out and says that they threw our flag down. On the floor,
1: yeah, and I, I was yeah, just a, like,
0: yeah, it's like don't mess with Haley Wickenizer. Um, no, but, absolutely not. So <laughs> I wouldn't. So have you have you ever like I guess there have been teams where Haley's been on with you. Is she like a good role model in the room? Have you ever had to pick her brain?
1: Yeah, I've uh, I've been with her not too many times, but a few. After the 2014 Olympics, she was a part of the national team program before. I believe she officially retired, and so it was kind of cool just to see the way she she carried herself on and off the ice. Kind of her in detail the way that she prepared for practices and games and just seeing her as a competitor was pretty inspiring to me and she's somebody that obviously like I read about and I wanted to know about once I actually started getting into hockey and knowing what was going on so definitely in my early teens she was somebody that I looked up to and she's like a force to be reckoned with in the hockey world and she's still doing big things today.
0: Absolutely I mean it's Cassie Campbell and her are like two role models I look at for women's hockey and it's really cool in the aspect of, you know, Cassie Campbell kind of gives you that approach of she, she can be fierce, but can be very humble. Where Haley at the time is like, I, I kind of have like the Kobe mentality with, with Haley where it's almost yeah. like, you know.
1: I agree. She's a pretty
0: fierce competitor for sure. Absolutely. And that's what you want on your team. Now, of course you come from a pretty rich family in terms of the athleticism. Uh, you've got, you know, a cousin Darnell. Yeah. No one, no one's ever heard of Darnell. Um, of course. No. <laughs> who's, uh, who's Darnell? (laughs) And and then, of course, Kia, which we see on TSN every now and again. And, of course, playing uh, basketball. Now, I'm going to ask you, did either one of them ever force your hand and say, yo, join me in basketball or, yo, join me in (laughs) hockey?
1: (laughs) No, I think growing up, we all kind of did everything. So like, I remember playing them both in soccer and basketball and all those different sports. And so when we kind of settled on what we were going to do, it was kind of like, we're all kind of doing our own thing and forging our own paths in our respective sports. I think it's really fun. The three of us are, I think, just over a year apart. I think like, between the three of us there's like 13 months or something like that. Oh wow, okay. And so we all grew up doing everything together. You know, I would go to basketball camps with Kia and she would always beat me and everybody else by a mile but I would come in second. So. <laughs> <laughs> but she's a, she's a pretty fierce basketball player so I definitely didn't touch that. But no, they've been amazing support systems even from when we were younger to now.
0: Yeah, and I mean it doesn't stop there. I, I think it's like your parents and your grandparents or it could have been a relative. I think it's like uh, McNabb who is in the football mm-hmm. as well. So, I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I just imagine being around the nurse family that if you don't at least carry your own in a sport, they're going to be like, Sarah, you got to dump this guy. He's, he's <laughs> like, he, he can't carry his own or with Darnell. I'll be like, Darnell, this this girl can't even throw a football. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. If you talk
1: to my dad, <laughs> he'll tell you, he'll give you the rundown on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's what, that's why I stick to podcasting. If I, if we yeah. ever, if we ever meet Sarah, I'll be like, yo, I'm a podcast guy, so don't even think, don't even try me yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I'll be like let's go out on the ice and then be like uh, yeah did you hear Sarah Nurse beat this guy 13 to nothing they'll be like was he a hockey player no <laughs> well then what do you to expect Like that
1: explains it <laughs> exactly
0: now I want to bring it back here as well because you went to the University of Wisconsin I, I believe it said that you were the first female player that ever scored a, a hat trick with the University of Wisconsin I-, I don't know if that's completely true is that true Sarah yes
1: so <laughs> the stat is actually that I'm the first player to score a hat trick against the Minnesota Golden Gophers, which is like our number one arch rival. And we're usually like the top the two teams are usually top five in the nation, so we go at it pretty much. And so that's a pretty cool stat because we've had amazing players like Megan Duggan, Hillary Knight, Rana Decker go to that school. And I'm the only person that has done that out of all those people. So <laughs> that's my claim to fame. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, for sure. I can
0: imagine if you ever met them, like I know Silver, on Chang was a little bit of a bitter disappointment, but I wonder if, if they were in the shake, in the handshake, you're like, you're like, yeah, well, I still got a hat trick against you guys. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> somebody's got to have some bragging rights around there. <laughs>
0: You were drafted second overall by the Toronto Furies in 2018. Uh, How did that feel? Because I know Hamilton isn't necessarily Toronto, but it's still Ontario. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I grew up in Hamilton, and so growing up in Hamilton the team we cheer for is the Leafs and kind of by extension the theories of the Leafs kind of sister organization at the time and so that was pretty special I mean getting to be drafted second overall getting to actually stay at home and play professional hockey at the time was an awesome achievement and something that I'll definitely remember and my family had a great time that day and it was it was really cool.
0: No and I think it's really cool just because the second overall and especially with the hometown well in a way the hometown tie there as well Mm -hmm. you were in You've been a part of the Olympic team for the one that won silver at Pyeongchang. That game was intense. Kind of sucked that it had to come down to all means of a shootout. But uh, what are some takeaways that you have of that tournament? Especially now where we have the news that 2020
1: Canadian athletes aren't going. Yeah. The thing about the Olympics is it's an event like no other. And it comes along, you know, every four years. And it's something that us as athletes that, you know, don't truly have a major professional league to play in, that's our Stanley Cup or that's our Super Bowl. And so I think I'm thinking of these athletes today who have announced, you know, that they're not going to go to the Tokyo 2020 Olympics because they've, I've known the hard work that they put in um, to getting there. And so my hope is that the IOC will definitely postpone the Olympics because I mean, every athlete has the right to train and feel safe and have their families go over and watch them in the Olympics. And so, yeah, Pyeongchang was, was absolutely incredible. It's such a unique experience and something that looking back like I feel like I didn't even breathe the entire two weeks and it went by an absolute blur because <laughs> you're surrounded by so many amazing athletes from all over the world and just seeing the way they think and the way that they train and the way that they prepare for their different events is so cool and it was so special to be able to share that with my teammates and my family
0: we had the Olympics here in 2010 where were you two in 2010 and did you did you enjoy the time of watching it in Canada
1: yeah I was home in 2010 and so we got to see the Olympics in Vancouver and that was so cool because even though I wasn't in Vancouver just seeing like the Canadian pride all over the country was amazing. I mean in 2010 I would've been I guess 15 and I don't even know if I truly appreciated it because you know being so young and having the Olympics in Canada it's something that honestly I think I thought happened all the time <laughs> and it actually doesn't and so I think looking back at it, I almost wish I would have appreciated it more because you know who knows when Canada is ever going to have an Olympics back on home soil so that was so cool and hearing the stories from my teammates who were in Vancouver were pretty special and so hopefully one day we get to experience that again
0: yeah I mean it's it's just bringing it back to like the 2002 like I'm looking at the the next upcoming of uh, females in hockey and I mean like you're one of the names that pops up uh, Poulain is another name mm-hmm. that uh, people bring together just because of her Olympic moments just in general mm-hmm. and then you have uh Sp- as well so no that's awesome but I I do agree with you in the the aspect of the 2010 Olympics because I I probably will share a video with you after they have a montage video that they do with Brian I think it's like Brian Williams that just does the intro it's kind of when you're watching it when you're younger you're like oh shut up buddy you're gonna have to you'll cover other Olympics and then when you look at it now you're like Mm -hmm. no that was his last kind of Olympics and the music that they played the Canadian moments they have like you know the athletes that came on and apologized for not even finishing or because they fell and you're like why are you apologizing to me someone sitting at home eating salt and vinegar chips like this (laughs) like i get it it happens but it just was so canadian and i think it's an aspect that when you go back you kind of wish you had the time back to really appreciate it more
1: yeah definitely i mean like i said the olympics are definitely a special thing that only comes around every four years for your respective games. And so a lot can happen in four years, and there's definitely no guarantees that if you go to one Olympics, you're going to get to go and go to another one. And you know, there's qualifications. There's so many different things that you have to do to make it to an Olympics. so when you're there when you watch it like you really have to appreciate and enjoy that moment because those are moments in time that you're never going to get back
0: yeah and, and that kind of brings it back to what you know winning silver at Pyeongchang. i know it was very disappointing for you guys but like you know when you look back at it from years from now you'll say like well at least i was there at least we came home with something
1: yeah i mean like even the way that i look at my hockey career now i think it put a lot of things into perspective that i thought that when I got to the Olympics like my whole life was going to just revolve around me being an Olympian and I remember getting back to Canada and being like all right like I'm still who I was before I <laughs> left for Korea and so I look at my hockey career and I've worked so hard to accomplish what I've accomplished and You know, if I never, you know, lace up a pair of skates again and look back at my hockey career, I can say, you know, I've accomplished what I want to accomplish and I'm proud of that. Now, I know you said that if you
0: hung up your skates today that you'd be fine on calling it a career, but let's hope that's no time soon because this is a topic I kind of want to touch on as well here. Um, It's very trendy, very recent, always gets brought up every so often, but it doesn't seem like it's getting as much attention as what it is now. It's, you know, the females, female hockey players and their contracts and creating this WNHL, like Women's National Hockey League. Can you give me any updates on that and just your thoughts on how things are going.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, right now we have what's called uh, the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association or the PWHPA for short. And that actually came out of the CWHL folding last year, probably around this time, actually. And that's because the league wasn't sustainable and we weren't going to be able to continue. And so about 200 players actually got together and we were like, we need a call to action. We need women's hockey and women's professional hockey to to be better and to improve and to be a viable option for little girls who dream of playing hockey one day. And so we got together and – We are pushing for better. You know, we don't want to sit on the status quo. We want to reject that. And we want women to play hockey professionally. We want them to make a living wage. We want them to be treated, you know, professionally and have all the resources and the infrastructure that we need to be successful as athletes. Because at the end of the day, people are looking at us and our product and they want to see how good we are. And it's like, well, you can watch us play. And you have to understand that we don't do this for a living. We don't train every day. People have real jobs. Like, people are teachers, nurses, all these different professions. They do their 9 to 5, and then they come... And play later And so we're not Being set up For real success You know We're being set up For injury And, and fatigue and, and it's really sad Because they're Really incredible Hockey players So that's why We're pushing for You know A WNHL So that women Can truly Take hockey seriously And it, it not be a hobby It actually be a profession
0: I, I really enjoy Like just In a in, in the broad Sense of the term Like I know you have Like the Can the us rivalry That's very strong But when you had Members of the Canadian team And the US team coming together as a whole I mean to to a hockey fan to someone who just loves the rivalry you just kind of look at it and say okay they're putting their rivalry aside here for a bigger issue so you yeah. know maybe <laughs> let's take let's take this seriously um, yeah <laughs> because I, I can imagine like you know sure you might have played with a few of these people on different teams but when it comes to a, a global issue or something that in, it impacts all of you you basically say like let's leave this at the door or you know' We're we're fighting for a bigger cause here because like we just reminisced of the 2002 Olympics. You want to see more moments of that, just not with Olympics, but in actual like the WNHL, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think that rivalry is pretty fierce and it's something that is probably one of the biggest rivalries in sports and you know when we put on that Team Canada or Team USA jersey like we, we're going 150% and we want to beat the other team but that being said this is definitely bigger than bigger than all of us and so putting that rivalry aside for a second we have to think about the future generations of our sport and we want to leave the game in a, in a better place than what we got it in and so as we, as we look to kind of do this thing it was like let to put all this aside and really band together because there's strength in numbers and there's strength in all of our voices together and that's something that we realized pretty quick and so I think if people see that you know, we're willing to put aside this huge rivalry we have and, and really get together, I think it's it's pretty serious because there's definitely a lot of hatred on the ice. And sometimes you look across the, the boardroom and you see one of those girls who, you know, gave you a cheap shot <laughs> the other day. But, you know, we're, we're definitely doing this for the future of women's hockey. And so there's a place for little girls to dream of playing in.
0: And, and just to bring it whole, I mean, if, if no one's ever gone to see uh, a women's hockey game, and I'll give you a little bit of background here so you can understand just where I'm coming from with it like growing up I was involved in basketball uh, I've never really played hockey just wasn't my thing wasn't really allowed because if I had a real good crack on the head that's it but as I got into university I, I was always like all oh, the-, the like the men's games just seem a little bit more intense but when I went to Loyalist College in Belleville uh, it just happened to be one of those fluke situations where a teacher overheard me make make a comment of saying like who, who wants to be a broadcaster and I'm in sports journalism and I was like who wants to broadcast broadcast games and uh they're like all right you brian you're you're doing women's uh, basketball and at first i was like oh man like i don't know anything about women's (laughs) basketball so i I started doing like the women's basketball games and i really started to see the you know just how intense they are and i was like geez i i love doing women's basketball games to the very end of the season where when the teacher would say brian we need someone to fill in on a men's game i'd be like no i love women's basketball i'm sticking here so then i used to just watch the women hockey games and you'd see some of your friends go like yeah but like the there's the nhl on i'm like yeah but we get to watch the nhl all the time like let's you know let's see what the women can do and it brought in a new wave of light there when you guys had the women's three-on-three game at the all-star and just seeing mm-hmm. how exciting and fast-paced that was can you express yeah. or explain like the joy of you know being a part of that and what was it like being in that atmosphere
1: yeah, I think definitely um, just to speak on your point a little bit about, you know, not really knowing women's sports. I think that a lot of people don't give women's sports a chance because they really don't have to because they don't have to see it all the time. And that kind of goes to this whole vil- visibility piece that all professional women's sports are, are fighting for. But I think the NHL All-Star Game um, this year was an absolutely incredible experience. In the previous years, the NHL has kind of extended that invitation to a couple of female players to come, you know, demonstrate some, I think it was their skills competition, and then be around do youth clinics and sign autographs and things like that. And uh, this year, with what was going on in, in women's hockey, they extended the invitation to us to actually come play, which was kind of the perfect platform that we needed to get that visibility and to show more people are product. And so it was you know, again, kind of the perfect scenario for us and we appreciated it so much because it it definitely gave us that opportunity and it was a lot of fun and again, that Canada-USA rivalry, it's intense and I think it's kind of funny because we actually had to share a locker room with the U.S. because, I mean, there weren't a ton of us, there was only 20 and so we shared a locker room with with them and when we came in after the game, like, we're trying to celebrate and have a lot of fun and you could see over there on the U.S. side they, they weren't too happy about that, but it was a lot of fun and such a unique experience that had a ton of positive reviews
0: no, no, and I believe I seen on Instagram or maybe TSN shared it. Where uh, Granado's crowd in the in the US had to come by and give you guys some Tim Hortons and some donuts, and uh, they they did they, they <laughs> did not look thrilled. And I was like, nor would you
1: yeah. be. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's <bet's>
0: a bet. <laughs> yeah, a, bet, a bet's a bet. But at least they lived up to their word. Yeah. But you could just see it on her face. She was just uh, like 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 Not why happy. why timmy's yeah why the, and then, and then you're like here why, why don't you just have a sip of timmy's and, and they're like oh okay this is understood understood
1: <laughs> yeah like, it makes sense
0: <laughs> you weren't just interested in hockey growing up you you played basketball volleyball um you also dabbled in the piano <laughs>
1: I, I'm
0: yeah i'm wo- i'm wondering when we're going to see some instagram uh, you know piano moments were you, yeah, honestly,
1: I've been, I've been thinking about it, but the issue is like, I don't have a keyboard, so what happened with the piano is that I played in high school and we had to take a music class and I didn't want to take, I don't know what it was, I don't know if it was like, the flute. and there's this piano class and it was basically like teach yourself how to play the piano so pretty much I taught myself how to play the piano and it was so fun like it's therapeutic but I've been thinking about getting a keyboard I just don't have one right now so we're gonna have to stay tuned for that you get the
0: keyboard and I'll be like a backup singer and we'll make some uh, (laughs) like coronavirus uh, remixes I've seen a lot of good ones I've seen someone come up with like a blink Blink 182's wash my hands again Um, oh yeah I've had one where Instead of bare naked ladies, if I had a million dollars, it was like if I had the coronavirus, I would be working from home. Oh God,
1: I'm gonna have to find that. That's 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 hilarious.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like it's innovative, and I'm glad that people are staying inside and just coming up with creative ways to, you know, deal with it. Because in in the world we live in now, where every day someone's like. someone else has it i'm, I'm really scared mm-hmm. it's like um you know just stay inside you'll be okay yeah. Um, yeah you know like there's more content coming on instagram that you can watch a lot of celebrities are doing instagram lives now and speaking of that i mean i am sure uh, if you you know tweet out of drake he would give you another mention
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs>
0: um now i want to mention this of course because we've had a little bit of fun here talking about the serious topics of hockey you know how you got involved in uh women's sport in general are you ready to play a game of How Canadian? Oh
1: gosh, sure.
0: <laughs> okay, so so the idea here is that you have to top something that I'm going to say that's very Canadian, and you have to make it sound more Canadian. So we had it with Splash and Boots a couple, uh, in our last episode. So I'll give you the example that they gave. So I said, uh, I opened the door for a customer, how Canadian of me. And he came back and said, I was late for this interview, I called an Uber, and a moose came, how Canadian of me. Oh,
1: gosh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if I'll start, I'll go with... I offered someone a Timmy's, they rejected it, but I still apologized. How Canadian of me.
1: I stopped at Timmy's on my way home. They were out of timbits, but he offered to bring one to my igloo later. Oh, that's a good one. I like I like that. Was that okay? Yeah, I like I like that.
0: <laughs> or or in a in a hockey stance, as stereotypical as it was, a USA player slashed me, I slashed them back, but apologized for us both. How Canadian of me. <sighs>
1: <laughs> oh gosh! Um, <laughs> I hit one of the American defenders. Didn't say sorry to her, but apologized to the ref for having to call a penalty on me. How Canadian of me!
0: Oh, I like it. I like it. Okay, that's <laughs> Oh good. god, this is stressing me out. <laughs> that's no, no, we don't want no stress. No stress. Okay, we'll move on to we'll move on to another part of the interview. Let's go with some of some of Sarah Nurse's favorite things. Okay. What is your favorite movie?
1: I love Wolf of Wall Street Wolf of Wall Street or Harry Potter Either of those I could really, watch Really? Really? Yeah
0: Harry Potter?
1: I mm. Yes
0: I, I suppose that you don't get chirped on the ice Because if I was on the ice and you just scored like Three goals on me, I'd be like, oh, go go watch Your Harry Potter, go watch your Harry Potter <laughs> Yeah, I'd be like, maybe you should too And then you'd be scoring goals <laughs> Yeah, I need, I need like a magic broom
1: just to get past yes. you um, What's your uh, Favorite Artist? Like Singer Yes I don't know why I just went to painting I was like Michelangelo
0: <laughs> <laughs> My favorite artist um, Painting <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um I mean I love Beyonce You know I know that's Everybody says Beyonce But like She's my girl Love Beyonce Everything she does
0: Oh man I can I can hear some Drake sad songs Here in the background He gives, he, he gives you The shout out I'm, I'm expecting A diss no track love. Yeah yeah
1: There's
0: gonna There's gonna be a line There that's gonna be So deep Where it's like Went to the hospital Didn't get a nurse And then you're just gonna be like, that's about me. There it is. There Uh, it is.
1: No, he's so good, too. He's so good, too. But he's not my favorite just yet. (laughs) Not not yet.
0: Okay, that's fair. Your favorite snack. Now, I've heard that your favorite food was fries, but come on.
1: Yeah, I love French fries. I (laughs) I think, like, if there was only one food left in the world, I'd pick potatoes because it's the most versatile. Like, you can have French fries, baked potatoes, mashed potatoes, like scallop potatoes, gnocchi. You know, like, potatoes are the best fruit. You're, you're,
0: You're thinking outside the box there you're, you're like the, you're, you're the meme that the guy just keeps on tapping on his head where it's like
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying like what can you make out of potatoes but I do love oh, again the, the potato theme I love chips like if that's a snack that I'm gonna go to it's chips <laughs> it's
0: like if you're in the locker room and it's like a tense moment it's like alright girls we're going into three on three overtime with US and you hear in the background Cunch, crunch 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 someone tell Sarah nurse to stop eating those chips
1: <laughs> honestly that's happened before that's you, that used be my go-to. I'd eat
0: Doritos like in between periods in high school. <laughs> <laughs> People just poke in front of you. You're like, I'm just going to make it to the Olympics one day. You don't know. You don't yeah, see. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like Sarah, this is just a game of volleyball. Yeah, well, stop it. I'm stress eating over here. Um, exactly. So we went with favorite movie. All right. We did favorite uh, musician. Uh, and then you said painting. Great. Favorite artist. Um, um, what would be your, I guess, Favorite TV show growing up?
1: I think when I was really little, it was like Elmo, like Sesame Street, <laughs> and then <laughs> I actually love Proud Family. I don't know if you know what that is.
0: Oh, family Channel. the Proud Family. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so those are some of my
0: go-to's. I'm, I'm guessing it has to do with a little bit of the Beyonce tie in the Proud Family.
1: Yeah. yeah. Of
0: course it does. Of course it does. <laughs> Sarah Harris Beyonce does the, the work, and it's like this this cartoon is crap. It's my favorite show. But. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. What would be your your favorite player that you played with and played against?
1: Ooh, I think ooh, that's a good question. I think like a ton of my teammates on Team Canada are so so cool to watch and see what they do. But I definitely think my favorite person to play with on the same team is definitely Mary Pulin. Like she's so skilled and like every time you come to the ring she does something to surprise you. So that's that's pretty neat. I definitely think that I have a lot of respect for Brianna Decker who's on the American team. I think she's a fantastic player as well. So I definitely hate playing against her, but I would love to have her on my team.
0: And that's why we need that WNHL just to see the mix exactly. of who, who would have on each team. <laughs> I absolutely enjoyed the conversation there, Sarah. I guess the last thing we'll mention is how have you been uh, dealing with the uh, self-isolation? Yeah,
1: it's definitely been difficult. Um, I actually got home last week. I was in Montreal um, for a little bit and I've actually been these last four months I've been traveling here, there and everywhere. So this week, Long stint that I've been at home is like one of the longest times that I've been at home in a very long time. So it's actually kind of nice. I get to spend a little time with my family, catch up on some things, and and do things that I don't normally have time to do, like clean my bedroom. But I mean, it's definitely a very different time what we have going on. And so I've honestly been unplugging a lot. I've been trying to limit my time on social media because you know there's a lot of a lot of negativity going on, and it's tough hearing about how many cases and how many people are dying and getting kind of diagnosed with this with the virus and so I've been trying to unplug and recharge and just you know take this time to be with my family and hang out with them because it's something that you know we a lot of us take for granted
0: speaking of just the whole negativity on like social media and whatnot like when you see how many cases there are for for example I'm one of these people that I I don't know what the term is I guess it's when something really minor goes wrong it's like you treat it as if it's the most major thing in the world. It's like you hit, you stub your toe on a, on a bench. You're like, Oh, that's it. I got to go to the hospital. I'm hurt. I'm hurt hurt for three days, but I overheard like someone at my work say that, Oh, they were in contact with someone that uh, went to a funeral home. And this is in Newfoundland where it was like, you know, they were telling people that if you were at this funeral home on Sunday, someone had the coronavirus there. And if you were in contact and it's like a three way thing where it's like, this person had to be in contact with this person, but this person, and it just Mm -hmm. goes down the line. But she was mentioning about how, um, she believes one of her friends was in contact. And I was like, Oh great. Like I'm going to get it now because you were, and then it turns out that none of them had the symptoms. And I was like, okay, breathe a Mm -hmm. big sigh of relief. But for like 20 minutes in the day, I was like, oh, God.
1: Yeah, no, (laughs) it's tough. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. because you hear you read about all these symptoms and and different cases. And you're like, oh, I 100 percent have it. I guarantee I have it. And it's it's just scary because you make these scenarios up in your head when things aren't actually happening. And obviously, this time can take a toll on your mental health, you know, anxiety about the whole situation. But I I think if we just kind of take this time and realistically, we're never going to get this time again, you know, this kind of self isolation, just with your family, kind of not having to do really that much. And I think we have to kind of switch our perspective and almost appreciate it a little bit because we're going to come out of this um, stronger than ever, as long as we kind of listen to the recommendations with like the world health organization and obviously our government. And so I think it's going to take a little time, but we're definitely going to come out of this.
0: Now, Sarah, are you ready to, to hear the, the most massive pun that you'll ever hear? And I'm going to oh, tie gosh. up this interview all together. Do so it. So we we've talked about Drake. We've talked about your career. We talked about you spending time at home. Do you see where I'm going with this? Just hold on. We're going home.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> awful
0: yeah what was that that was pitiful luckily it's over don't ever sing again tobin we want guests to come on the show anyways that's gonna do it for this week's episode of tobin tonight our thanks to sarah nurse for coming on to the show remember you can find past present and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, spotify and itunes follow us on twitter like us on facebook and leave a comment or two for Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying, Thank you for listening and good night. I'm Matt Kundal, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at SoundoffPodcast.com. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, 4Kids Flashback. 4Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokémon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at 4Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company.